Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Well, very good evening and welcome to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Jake Watson in for Johnny Burrow this evening. Um, and the chap's somewhat reunited. I believe it's been a, been a while since you've all been in the studio, just like myself. I think the last time I saw Chris yeah. was after the Man City semi-final. This is my first time kind of hosting this show since then. So we've got Chris, we've got Ricky Fresh from a honeymoon, literally landed this morning. I love the commitment. I love well, the dedication. It's the Undumbele show. You've got to be it's here. The be and of course, Mr. Mr. Reliable, Jason there in the corner. Um, how are we, chaps? Are we well? We're all good. I, I'm stunned that Ricky's had his honeymoon for 10 days and still spent more time yes. on Twitter than he did with his <laughs> wife. So instead of concentrating the marriage in a proper way, he was still talking about Jared Bowen from Hull. But yeah, there you but, go. But, let, let's but, talk but about this. But at least we've got real transfers to talk about. Yeah, we, have, we, yeah. we do have real transfers to talk about. Because look, Ricky, you are Mr. Mr. Transfer. Anyone who follows you on Twitter, you know, all, all the rumours, all the speculation, you're hot on it. Um, and yeah, if anyone following yourself would probably have had no idea whatsoever that you've been on honeymoon for the last what is it two weeks because the tweets have still been going but <laughs> you've got to keep up with it you know you've got to keep up with it is the missus okay with that she's absolutely fine she had Mate. a wonderful time and a wonderful honeymoon <laughs> yeah. and honestly making it even that sweet it was at son of london ballet you know a guy that we've raved about on the show before uh. it's hard to believe that he's uh, signed for tottenham you know it's been a while since we've had a transfer as we know over 500 days and we'd like to say get them in early and we've done it and you know Jace you're the one that always says you know we do get players in early previously we've gone and done it yeah that's fantastic but I just I'm just struggling to think the memories from 20 years time of Ricky's honeymoon will be the best <laughs> thing was it was when Spurs signed and Dombele do you uh, not see how he's, he's trying to move it, it on he, doesn't <laughs> want to just... he hasn't done any shopping for his wardrobe is he still dressed in black now <laughs> But like everything about this transfer feels like 
a non-Spurs transfer because the, the fee is huge. And as you say, it's been done so, so early. For, for so long, we've been, been talking about how close apparently this deal is. I just felt like it was going to drag on forever and ever and ever. And then eventually somebody else would perhaps come and, and, and nick him. And it's not happened. It's, it's a mega fee and it's, it's a mega signing. You must be absolutely buzzing. Well, every transfer window, we're always <laughs> waiting. Us yeah. as Spurs fans, like you said, over 500 days we've waited for a transfer we then got two in one day. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. When one went straight back on loan to Leeds, but um, it, it was a big one. And um, full credit to the club, full credit to Daniel Levy and uh, Pochettino for for bringing in such a player. Um, we finally spent some money, which is great. And the thing that I really love is the fact that we have got such a, a big signing in so early in the summer. Um, you know, we've got another month of the transfer window being open. So let's hope that this is the first of many signings coming in this summer. Mm. What I do think it is, is it is a statement of intent from the ball to go and get this kind of player, 22 years old, box-to-box midfielder, one of the best of his age. Mm. And what I loved about it is, you know, you listen to some of the the outlets out there, the fact that Daniel Levy and Maurizio Pochettino sat in a room and said, you are not leaving until you (laughs) sign that contract. So the fact of the matter is, the most important thing for me was Maurizio Pochettino's number one summer target. So Spurs have delivered on that point. And I think the most important thing now that we do see is that the ball will now go and build around him. Because it's all very well bringing Ndombele in. He's going to be a marvellous player, I've got no doubt about it. But the fact of the matter is that there is still areas in that squad that need improvement. Players still want to go. Spurs still have to got to carry on the work they need to do here, Jace. No, it's a fantastic signing. I mean, when we were first linked, was it back in October, oh. November? I said if it comes to a bidding war, we we definitely won't sign him. Then that he'll go to one of the genuine elite clubs. And I think the fact that we got to that Champions League final just changes the perception completely mm-hmm. about Tottenham. Whether you win it or not, the perception has changed, and you are now seen perhaps around Europe as a club that that can challenge for the major things. And then. Then you go in with a, a, a club record signing and bring in a player of that of that quality. It, it definitely changes the perception. It's a fantastic signing. Yeah, so was there a part of you at any point, Jason, you mentioned that this link has been there for a long time and perhaps you know, the other elite clubs were, were linked with him, that the deal wouldn't happen? You know, did, it, was there still an element of surprise you've got this done? No, I think when it, when it once the season finished and, and the story first surfaced and that you get the re- you never know whether the reports are true you actually don't know now if there was another club in for him it's only what we yeah. what you get to read so you can't be 100% sure but but once we got the the story started to come and that bids were going in i actually felt confident we would get the player across the line and i think you you are at this stage with players where it seems to me once once one club is really strongly linked Perhaps we on the outside don't know the deal, but the player's agent and the player more or less make their minds up and think, right, that's that's the one we're... T-. I mean, you look at Delict at the moment and he's not in the least bit interested to go and talk to Paris. He's he's done his deal with Juve and it's Juve or, or nothing for him. And, and it's that type of thing. So, no, I was always confident that we'd, we'd get the deal across the line. But I think it helps as well, the, the fact that Hugo Lloris, um, he, he apparently spoke to Hugo Lloris and yeah. Moses Sissoko and that really helped. They told him what a fantastic club Tottenham are. Uh, they told him, told him what a fantastic stadium we've got and fantastic facilities. All of these things help. And over the years, you know, we are developing something special. And uh, let's just hope that, that, you know, many more great players are signed and uh, we go on to win trophies that we desperately want and need. Just a quick question for you. If Spurs don't finish top four but had won the League Cup last year, are we signing Ndombele? No. It has changed, Jake. We, we've said <laughs> we said this off air, 
the fact that Tottenham have changed now. We were, uh, you know, Champions League finalists. That is a big, big game changer. The fact that we've got a fantastic new stadium, the facilities that we've got. Most importantly, we've got a fantastic manager. We've got some fantastic players. Who wouldn't want to sign for Tottenham at the moment? You know, that's a, that's a serious quite question. Agree. Who, 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 agree. who wouldn't want to sign? Just on that point, also the manager, I don't think you can underplay just how big he is as mm. a pool for these players coming in. Undenbele, you know, as a 22 years of age, already one of the best box-to-box midfielders of his generation, of his age at the moment. And I think having a manager like Maurizio there that's shown that he can nurture talent, develop them, always progress them into their national squads. He's already in for France. As Chris has said, he's spoken to Sissoko, he's spoken to Lloris about the move. There's no doubt he's going to get better yeah. in a Spurs shirt. And I think he's got the man there that's going to even develop him further. So I think the manager is such a massive pull yeah. for a lot of the players being linked to Spurs, the likes of Lachelso, Bruno Fernandes, so many names out there. A lot of them want to come to Tottenham because they want to plan this manager and that's a massive massive thing to have a manager in place where you know players are craving to be under him yeah I mean naturally this signing is going to go some way to appeasing fans certainly for for the time being Um, but what do you think it actually does for kind of other players I know you say that who wouldn't want to play for them but do you you think this this really does show a a signal of intent you know in terms of the players that perhaps would have an interest from, from Spurs before and, and now they're viewing Spurs completely different when you see someone signing for, for 60 odd million quid it does show that it's a club with clear ambition that yeah. it, it's not just a signing because you need a central midfielder this is a team who wants to go out there and sign the very best players to challenge against it, the very best teams I think it's, it's just the combination as, as Chris said the stadium that Champions League final shows where you want to be and then, as you're right, you then finally go and you deliver a £65 million signing of a big player. We don't know what wage he's on, but apparently it's going to be huge wages. It's, so it's the, going to have to be. To, the, yeah. the, the infamous Spurs wage structure has obviously been broken for him and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a, a player of a similar calibre at another club, you've got to now be looking at Tottenham as a, as a genuine choice. Perhaps the Chelsea choice isn't there at the moment. The Arsenal choice definitely isn't there at the moment. So... Absolutely, the Tottenham choices. But, but if you look, the five seasons Poch has been in charge, every season we have got better and better. And I know we haven't signed a player for over 500 days, but uh, in my opinion, if Pochettino wanted a player and he wasn't available, then we wouldn't be getting him. He wanted these players and he's got them. So Daniel Levy knows that he's in a position where Pochettino could walk away from the job. Um, if he doesn't get the players he needs and wants, and and I think that's why we spend the money. Yeah, I mean, and rightly so. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's have a quick word on, on Jack Clark though as well. Uh, he's a t- he's a talent, isn't he? He's yep. a teenager. Were you surprised to see him head straight? I mean, I'm sure was it? Did Leeds announce that he'd gone back <laughs> so to them on loan that he goes, before yeah, yeah. Spurs had actually announced they signed him? Well, the, the funny <laughs> thing about this one is that I think if it's not Bielsa in charge of Leeds. He doesn't go back to no. him. The fact of the matter is that Pochettino, he's worked under Bielsa, he was his mentor. Therefore, I think this move does make sense. You know, the guy at the moment probably doesn't come in and make a direct impact to the first team. If he did, then he'd be with the Spurs squad next season. Spurs feel they want to get the plan now because in 12 months' time, his value may very well be shotting up. So therefore, it makes a sense for him to go back to Leeds for a year, improve as a player under Bielsa, <laughs> someone Pochettino knows well. Because we've seen Maurizio in the past, when it comes to players... He likes to keep those around him. He doesn't always necessarily want to put them on loan, but he obviously feels the trust in obviously his previous mentor to know he's in a good spot at Leeds. And in 12 months' time, he could turn out to be a wonderful mm. player. We've had some great players from Leeds, like Aaron Lennon, um, you know, Robbie Keane. You know, we're off the tongue. Did, did Danny Rhodes come from? Yeah, Danny Rhodes came from Leeds. Did, yeah, so listen, it's been yeah. a good been a good hunting club for us. Hopefully, it uh, will continue. I yeah. think you're right. I think the Bielsa factor is a is a major part because it's the 
it's the person that Pochettino I think most respects amongst managers so I'm sure that's it and he, he feels that he'll get the coaching and the work ethic and things from Bill so that that he needs perhaps I'm a little bit surprised that we haven't kept him for pre-season at least for for a few games just to get a, an early look at him and uh, and a feeling of what he is before he then maybe goes back to Leeds on the 1st of August or something like that rather than mm. literally misses the entire pre-season but uh We'll, we'll have a look, and of course, it will be like just like a new signing next summer. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, was, it, was, it was funny though that day. You know, Tottenham haven't had a signing for five hundred days or so, and you didn't and even get all, your moment. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> we've signed a player, and then he's like, "Oh, we're sending him out straight <laughs> on loan." It's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apologies if you you, you know the story of how um, Bielsa first signed Pochettino back in the the olden days. Um, I think he'd never seen him play, but he, he'd heard about him. And uh, he'd gone to his gone to his house. And he was asleep. Yeah, and he was asleep. And he said, "It's fine. Let me just look at his legs." <laughs> and he looked at his legs and said, "Yeah, he's a player," and, and signed him. And that's kind of the, the relationship. And it's, it's it's a strange one, but it's classic Bielsa, isn't it? I wasn't sure if people knew of that story, but I like it. It makes me smile a lot. But just by looking at someone's legs, um, the crazy um, football granddad that is Marcelo Bielsa decided that Pochettino was going to be a player. Was, but, was yeah. that the first signs of Spygate? Was it? I mean, <laughs> he's he about as unique, isn't he, as, as a football manager gets? So yeah, that story that story always sticks in. in the, the back of the head but yeah so on Jack Clark do we really know too much about him because he started only five games for Leeds last year he played in a lot but largely largely substitute appearances I mean a couple of goals um, I can remember him scoring cracking one against Villa yeah I mm. mean he, he's he's clearly a, a, a winger with a lot of talent but you see do when like teenagers come through and you look at him and think how, how on earth are you 17? How are you 18? I, d- I don't look like that when I was 25, 26. But Jack Clark does strike me as, as still a, very much a teenager looking at him physically. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I saw him play live once when they played Derby, not in the playoffs, in the, in the conventional championship game. And I can remember tweeting the boys uh, that, that night saying, have you seen this player here for Leeds? Because he really? was fantastic right. that night. But that's the only time I saw him live. I think that the number of starts was partly dictated because he had this illness, didn't he, at, at Middlesbrough, where he came off and yeah, collapsed no, on yeah, the bench. He did, he did, and so yeah. he, whilst people look at the number of starts he had for Leeds, part of that is because he missed a couple of months at the end of the season where he perhaps would have been starting. So, But, you know, the talent, as I say, I saw that one night, but whether that's a, a one-off night or that's the, the, the average night remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he's a raw talent, isn't he? He's got pace about him. Again, it's hard to judge him in the pace. Basically, he's only had five games at Leeds, so he's been bought off potential, and that's probably why Spurs want to see him, you know, go and develop at Leeds, give him another season under Bielsa, and hopefully when he comes to Spurs in the Premier League in 12 months' time, he'll be ready to change for a first-team place, Chris. Yeah, so exactly. I yeah. think that there was an argument, though, that with the depth of Spurs' squad being what it was, that he probably would have had a role within the first team this year. May, may have been worthwhile keeping him in around. Yeah, but like you say, five starts in the Championship. Mm. Um, but you could always send him then in January, couldn't you, it, if, he, if he wasn't getting game time? He's obviously, um, you know, settled at Leeds and, uh, you know, just given one more season to, to have that experience um, in the Championship. Let's hope that he starts many games and uh, gets many assists, score goals and, uh, you know, get and then, and then he'll start the season fresh at Tottenham next next year. Yeah. Again, what you, you never know from a deal like that is whether Leeds said, if you want him now, completely now, it's £35 million yeah, now. Yeah, true. If you want him on for now at £8 million yeah. and you loan him back to us for a year, then fair enough. So you you don't know what went yeah. on with a deal from that side Always as well. Always the voice of reason, isn't he? <laughs> he is. You, you, you do. You, just, you see him and, you know, football differently. Watch his and, ego, Jack. Yeah, no, oh. sorry, mate. Right, I uh, need to take a break. It's the chat from the last word.
word on Spurs here on the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. Uh, get your calls in 0208702558. I can see we've already got one in, uh, and we'll do that up after this break. I can see you want to talk about Christian Eriksen. This is Love Sport. Yeah, welcome back. It is the Spurs show here on the Love Sport Radio. Just a quick update, by the way, uh, in Wimbledon, Andy Murray is playing uh, his game. It's his first game back um, after what a long, long time out. Um, one set each at uh, the moment. Uh, he plays in the mixed doubles tomorrow with Serena Williams. I'll continue to update uh, throughout the evening. Um, but let's talk about Christian Eriksen now. We've got Andy on the line. Very good evening, mate. Uh, good evening, Traps. How you all doing? Hello, Hello Andy. So, Christian Eriksen, mate, take it away. The floor is yours. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, no, obviously um, there's been a lot of debate about the whole Ericsson situation. I'm sure everyone's aware what, what's gone on. And um, I was just wondering what, what you chaps thought because I had a similar sort of feeling when uh, when Walker left. I felt as though we were on the brink of achieving something big and then obviously we all know he went on to play for City. And I was just uh, wondering what you chaps thought, whether it was the whole factor of wanting to play for one of those like Galactico clubs or do you think there's a bigger incentive behind it? Is it money-based? Just wanted to hear your thoughts on the situation. I think he's always, he's first, you know, when he signed for us, he said he, he always had a career path. And I think probably from day one, we've we've probably always feared that that would be bar, probably more Barcelona-based than anything else, that at some stage, if they came calling, he'd want to go there. But, you know, I, I, he, he seems to want to go. And, and perhaps perhaps as much as we all love Christian Eriksen and in an ideal world, the scenario wouldn't be there. Perhaps it's just a question that, that he, he needs a he needs a fresh start to stimulate his career that little bit more. Perhaps it has just gone a little bit stale for him, and he needs that pushing. But for me, if he goes, it's it's just about making sure we genuinely replace him, which we perhaps didn't do with Carl Walker. But do you guys think that if uh, if we won the Champions League, would he leave? Would he want to leave? I think so, Chris. Yeah, I think he's kind of come to a, to a period in his mind where I think he wants to move on from Spurs. I think, like Jason says, to a degree, I think he was at that pathway in his mind where he wanted to play for either a Real Madrid or a Barcelona. And I think he got, got to his expiry date at Spurs where maybe it was to do with the wages to some degree, but I think time just ran out of Ericsson. Well, I think it's about trophies. I you really do. Yeah. yeah. Andy, do you want him out? You, you think he's run, it, he's run his course now? You know, thank you very much. Shake of the hand and, and say uh, goodbye. Um, no, to be honest, if I'm being brutally honest, I'd, you want him to stay because he, he's one of our mm-hmm. uh, top players, especially on his day. There aren't there aren't many better in Europe. But I think the thing with, with Christian Eriksen is the consistency is what frustrates a lot of the Spurs fans. Because, as yeah. I just mentioned, on his day, he's a world beater. And then you, you wonder how we do have him at Spurs and why we're so lucky to have him in our side. But no, nah, there's a part of me that accepts that he's 27 now he has given us six years of service, so you can kind of understand it. But by the same token, I'm selfish, I'm a Spurs <laughs> fan, so yeah, I want him to stay. But chaps, where do you reckon he'll end up? Because it felt that it was, well, the rumours were all about Real Madrid, but it now feels like that's not going to happen well, with, with the Eden Hazard. And they've signed so many other players, just can't see them spending £90 million now on, on Christian Eriksen. I can't see any other feasible, likely destinations for him, but he seems so set on going. So I feel it's a really strange situation at the moment with Eriksen because naturally Spurs would like to keep him. Can yeah. I be honest with you, though? If they watched his last six months in a Spurs shirt, he wasn't, wasn't that impressive. No. And what I will say is that to defend that, he's playing a lot of games for the club. Don't get me wrong, he's playing more of a deeper role. I take that all into consideration. But I do feel that he went off the ball in those last six months. I know you're a massive fan of him, Chris. I am, yeah. Do you not agree? That in the last six months, was he was he good enough at that level for Tottenham? Do you know what? When when Christian Eriksen's playing well, he can be one of the best players in the world. And um, I really do hope he stays. I really, really do. And I know that he got a lot of stick this season, um, drifting in and out of games. But 
when he does perform, he really does perform. And look at enough though. Look, Do you yeah, enough? But, yeah, but look out there. Who who else are you going to get in? Who's going to be better than him? But is he going to sign a new contract though? You know, you're not going to you're not going to let him go on a, on well, a free. Well, so, and, well, and if nobody's going to come in and pay a proper fee, then, then what does happen? It feels a really really strange kind of situation where you know Spurs would like to keep him. He doesn't want to sign the contract, but nobody's going to pay the the money that Spurs are going to want for him. I don't think he said he's he's not going to sign a contract. I think he'd be happy to stay. So still hope. Yeah. yeah, I do. I, I think he'd be happy to stay. Um, he's <laughs> he's hinted that that he might want to leave, but. You know, a lot of footballers do that. It's yeah. almost like that, that, but that girlfriend analogy. You know, I'll stay with you exactly. unless I can find someone better. Could I be happier? Could I be happier? <laughs> you know, but the, but that is my <laughs> argument. How, how many players out there is better than Christian Eriksen? Oh yeah, not not many, not many at all. No, nobody's doubting the, the ability of Christian. Uh, Andy, by the way, cheers for your call, mate. Really appreciate. it. We've got another call, uh, Adrian. Uh, Adrian, is the same subject, Christian Eriksen? Yeah, it is. Oh, and want to say hello to Chris. Love his blogs and welcome Ricky back to the land Thank of the you. living. Thank you, yeah. pal. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the Ericsson uh, uh, situation, I mean, has he thought this through? I mean, if Gareth Bale can win four Champions League medals there and the Real, Real Madrid fans get on his case, yes. they're not going to put up with Ericsson having below performances, are they? But, but in many ways, you wouldn't go to a club like that and think, I'm going to be below par. You'd, you'd go there yourself. thinking, if, if they're going to pay 70, 80, 90, whatever the fee is they're going to pay for him, they're paying it and, and that I'm going to be a star there. So I'm sure he's not thinking of uh, the fans would get if on I his back. Else and, another question. Uh, about, do you think, I mean, I know Poch really wants to chose Chelsea. Yeah, I've watched him. He looks a decent player. He looks a very good player. But Levy seems to be... There seems to be these rumours going around about Ericsson to Madrid and Sabellas coming and perhaps doing a deal for out of the realm with Zaniolo at Roma, you know. So I'm wondering if uh, the Ericsson money will be used for them instead of a La Chelsea. It's a lot of rumours, Adrian. I don't believe in rumours, so... <laughs> <laughs> you spread <laughs> you create the, You create the rumours. <laughs> it was sarcastic. It was sarcastic. No, listen, on, in honesty, on the... On that debate about Sebalos and Luchero, so I think there will only be one out of the two. I don't see them both coming. So, I mean, what I will say about Luchero is, you know, he has had exposure to Europe. He looks a, a decent little player, but again, it's big boots to fill. I mean, Chris is right that Ericsson on his day is one of the best central midfielders, not just in the Premier League, but in the whole of Europe. So it would take a massive replacement for him. But this is the change of the Tottenham board now. They went out and got, you know, Undembele. I don't think any of us saw that coming six months ago. Can they go and do the same with Ericsson and bring in a player of adequate you know, replacement team or even stronger. I mean, that's a it's a big choose to fill, Jace. It is. And I've said perhaps the, the way you'd look to replace him is that you change the way of playing. I mean, you could have Sissoko, Winks, Nondombele in a 4-3-3 with more Son Kane and you've, you've still got Ali and players like that. So, you know, it may well be that we don't directly replace him as a as a passing number 10. We 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 tailor-make our system a little bit to, to what's available out there. Yeah, so Adrian, Adrian, sorry, mate, have you lost all hope? Or do you still, do you still kind of harvest some hopes? I don't think it's hearts there, you know. I mean, we, we have, there's lots of interesting things with Spurs, with tactics and that, aren't there? Because you've now got the question of the fact that if you've got Sissoko, uh, Ndombele, Ali and Winks fighting for four spots, does that mean that Dyer's got to play at centre-half at right-back? I mean, I know Foyt's been playing right-back for Argentina... Or does it mean Dyer's got to go? I mean, does it mean curtains for Wenyama? You know. Adrian, can I just ask you a question? Um, how much money do you think we're going to spend this summer, and how many more players do you think we're going to be bringing in? Chris, it could be a lot of money, right? If imagine, say, if Ericsson went for sixty, yeah, yeah and 
Alderweireld went for 25, that's 85. If Wanyama went for 15, you're now at 100 mil, right? If you could get rid of Nkudu and Janssen for 10 mil, you're at 110 mil. If you sold Trippier for 25 mil, you're now at 135 Hold on a minute, <laughs> we, we, we need some players. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, no, no, there's guess... about 10 rumour to go. I, mean, I, I, I actually believe, I mean, I want Dyer to stay, I want Rose to stay, and, and obviously Davis because he's emergency left-footed centre-half. That's why I was hoping we'd get someone like Nathan Aki at the club, you know? Mm. So, but, I mean, those that are listed, they're not, you know, all our key players are all signed up and staying. The top ones, aren't they? You know, yeah. all the strikers yeah. and, and Ali in that, you know. But there's only four, there's four you know. It's a lot going to be competition in midfield, which is good, you know. Can well, I just say, on the uh, the Danny Rose agenda, there's a lot of propaganda going around. I'm supporting the hashtag, don't sell Danny Rose. God, don't let Danny Rose go. I know exactly. there's been a lot of, lot of rumours about Danny Rose, but... Season. Chris will back me up on this. He's one of the guys out there, especially in a derby, yeah. he gets it. I know, yeah. Chris, you said before, I think the Arsenal game in the Cup, that it, when you saw Danny Rose as captain, you knew yeah. we were going to fight. He's just so up for it. If there's anyone who understands what it's like to be a Spurs fan, it is Danny Rose. He, he gives 110% every game. He always wants to drive forward as yeah. far as what I like. Yeah. yeah. And also, I just think there, with Danny Rose, if you're going to look to bring in Ryan Sessignong, you know, a young player like mm. him, what an understudy that is to have Danny Rose in terms of going forward. Of course, Danny at times has been susceptible, you know, defending-wise, but I think for Sessignong, who's going to be a player that's going to come in, I think, more as an attacking wing-back, I think that would definitely benefit Spurs having Rose there 100%. That would be another great signing. But a yeah. fit Lamella for a season would be good as well. We've got to keep fit. That's the problem, Jace. <laughs> yeah. What do you reckon? Any chance on Lamella keeping fit? Well, yeah, you know, he's the one I'd let go because mm. just not not fit enough, not consistent enough when he is fit. The talent's there, but you just don't get enough of it. Can't rely on. Can I you agree, go? and I think if it was True. going to happen for Lamella, it would have done him by now. By now, yeah. Yep. yeah. Spot on. All right, Adrian, mate, really appreciate the call. Um, yeah, do keep them coming in, Spurs fans. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight on for another half hour or so on the agenda for the rest of the show. Uh, we can talk about <laughs> Daniel Levy. Um, <laughs> Always, always got something to say about Daniel Levy. Plenty of opinions. Everyone's got one on him. Uh, Pochettino has always been speaking to the press about the roles of managers within football clubs. Says that Pep, Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp, um, it's different. They've got, it, they've got it different than what, for instance, he has at Spurs and various other clubs like at Chelsea and Arsenal as well. And of course, loads more transfer stories and rumours to get through before 9pm this evening. So do stay with us as the Spurs fan show here on Love Sport Radio. Love Sport. Right, um, should we talk about Daniel Levy, shall we? Yeah, Jace, take the floor. Yeah, Daniel Levy. You, you, this, was, this was put forward by yourself uh, this evening, Jason. Explain why you put this bullet point. Yeah, it's, it's you know we uh, you, there's very much the Levy in, Levy out uh, look on Twitter. I think most of us on the podcast get accused of being happy clappers and that we don't demand that he leaves the club. Um, he's had his critics, a lot of it justified, but this week, you know, he, you're right. He's he's gone in there. He over the last five years, he's. His program notes every year and every statement he's made have said, I think there was the first thing a few years ago was we need to make comfort signings. Do you remember that? It was like the, mm. we're more comfortable at those. So he's, he's not broken any promises. He's not broken any li- and made lies to us or anything like that. But he always said once the stadium comes, that's the game changer. The stadium has come and he's changed the game and, and full credit to him. And all the people that said he wouldn't go and do it and... This, this transfer won't happen. They've now had to, to eat a little bit of humble pie and seen that we have delivered. But there's a lot more work he's got to do in this window yeah. to, to convince. Well, I was going to say that he has to spend money, doesn't he? He has to spend money this summer. This is the How one summer 
A lot. A lot. <laughs> the, the thing is, what I was saying to you off air before we come on the show yeah. is that we do actually need players. We need squad players. Yeah, yeah, of course. Lorente's uh, contract has now run out. Um, Michelle Vorma's now left. Um, Dembele left, obviously. You know, we've got players well, leaving. One Yama die haven't been fit enough the last couple of seasons. Exactly, and and we need squad players, so we we do need quite a few more signings yet. So uh, neither of you eating humble pie at, at the moment. You're not at that point. You still need more. No, I mean, what I will say about Daniel is I, I do genuinely believe that every decision he makes, he makes it in the best interest of the football club. And yeah. we may not always like them as supporters, but I do believe yeah. that he's always got the best intentions at heart. Yes, at times his intentions have cost us when it comes to the transfer window and trying to get you know the most amount of money for players and not looking to push it when it comes to bringing players in where you could spend a little bit more money. I just think Spurs fans in general, when I when I look at it at a transfer window, especially in the last four or five years in the market, I feel like every winner that ends, we get close, but we never get the end result that we want. And this yeah. summer, again, I still feel we'll be in a position where the squad will not be exactly what Maurizio wants, but it needs to be at a point where it's going to be manageable. Because like Chris says there, there's so many players that not only we need to replace, but we need to make the squad better. Yeah, yeah. We can't get away from the fact that last season, the Premier League, we inched over the line top four. Yeah. We really, really yeah. did. You were lucky to make top four. Because everyone else is so poor in, in the end. Yeah. But yeah, you feel that for, for a couple of years that it was almost deemed a success keeping that squad together because the, the team was, was so good and it was so talented and young and they were growing together and improving. But it did get to that point, didn't it, where it needed freshening up. And it's, it's so, not fortunate, but you're so lucky and it's... I'd say it's, it's the wrong word, but the fact that you have got that Champions League final now and the stadium, this is a huge, huge opportunity, isn't it? To, this is one of the biggest transfer windows. Absolutely. In, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if it goes far as history, but, but certainly in, in, in living memory, isn't it? The, the, the fact that Pochettino has been there for five seasons, we are uh, constantly a top four club now, having been in the Champions League final, uh, you know, season just gone. At some point, Pochettino is now going to say... I now want to challenge for the title. Spot. We now, now yeah. need we need to spend big, spend money, and get some quality players in. And um, you know, even Undumbele is talking. His first words, Chris, were, you know, I've come here because I want to win the Champions exactly. League. Exactly. I want exactly. to compete for the Premier League, and I generally believe now. Undumbele, sorry. Undumbele yeah, yeah. saying that, and when Maurizio's sitting down with his players and he's talking about the vision and the outline, he's not sitting there saying to come to Spurs, come be, come and beat Spurs. Like a We're a top packet. four exactly. Champions yeah. League regular. When, we when, now want to win things. When, when they come, you know, their first interview and they're saying, "I want to win the Champions League. Let's hope we're in the final of the Champions League." You know, this coming season. You know, that's that's what you want to hear. I think as well the other the, the other big change is that for much of the the time that he's he's been in control of the club, there have been five or six better options to go to in England. If he was a foreign player, Manchester United were yeah. always there, City and Liverpool, Chelsea were going to be there, and Arsenal for much of the time were way above us. And I think that's that's also changed now with Chelsea not being able to probably sign this winter uh, summer. Arsenal are no longer the the appeal. They don't have that Champions League, and even Man United now. You, you hear those comments now. Why would you leave Tottenham for Man United? Mm. They have all that history, yeah, but yeah. and I understand that comment. So they're in transition you know, as well, Jason. Yeah, exactly, and so Tottenham yeah. are. A, are a, a, we don't have the competition if we want Ndombélé, and all the English mm. clubs went for him. You know, three or four years ago, he wouldn't have even looked at Tottenham. He would have chosen those other ones. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't Liverpool or Man City, and it is Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man mm. United, you would choose Tottenham. So I think that's that's a big difference in it as well. And that allows you to go for a, a higher level player. The old cliche, though, um, a leopard never changes its spots. <laughs> do, do, I think well, it's, it's a fair comment. You know, are, yeah, are we convinced that Levy sees this window as the same opportunity that, that Spurs fans see it? You know, because... He has been so setting his ways for, for so, so long. 
do we think he's suddenly just going to start going out and, and spe- not necessarily spending money because it's not about spending money, it's just bringing in the right players, but do you think he is, he's going to do a different approach to this window as he's done a, 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 over previous summers? Well, I don't think anyone generally would have believed that. Jay says six months ago he mm. was adamant we wasn't signing the I didn't Bele. think it was going to happen. I don't think I anyone expected it to think get that it was deal done. Happen. We've got it done, but it has to now be a point where that is the benchmark the in terms of you want to look at him and you want to try and build a squad around him. Because yeah. like I say, central midfield, it's an area where Spurs still need to improve. I think even if Spurs did keep Ericsson, I think the Chelsea would still be a, a great player to have alongside him. You know, when you look at that midfield, Winks and Dembele Sissoko, that's a, that's a magnificent bad, midfield. If you can keep Ericsson as well... Who knows what's going to happen? I think Luchoso is a, you know, is a, 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 lo- a lovely little player. Again, for Spurs, fullback is another issue. I wanted to keep Danny Rose for me. I keep saying mm. it. Danny Rose, got to keep him in the team. Ben Davis, Kieran Trippier. I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be too heartbroken if both of those guys left. Sir Jury is another one where, I'll be honest with you, Take it, leave it. it was almost last season with Trippier yeah. and Aurea, who's, yeah. who's less likely to make a mistake, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it, Jason? Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, that's what it was like at yeah. right back. Yeah, it wasn't who you wanted at no. right back. It was who you <laughs> didn't want at right yeah. back, wasn't it? So <laughs> I don't want Aurea there, so Trippier has to yeah. play. It wasn't that you really wanted Trippier there. So, yeah, that's that's been a problem position. But I know this is going to sound like a really happy clapper thing to say, but it is very exciting being a Tottenham fan right now. Of course it is, yeah. And even, you know, say this time last year, we all sat here and said, oh, this season we're going to get in the Champions League final yeah. and we're going to spend £60 million pounds on a player. We'd never and believe it, would stadium, we? stadium, Chris. We'd never believe it. No. You'd have been accused of being deluded, mate. Well... <laughs> no, it's, it's great to say, but the new stadium as well, what will be great to say is we're going to start off in there from day one this time. And I do genuinely believe the way we made White Hart Lane a mm. fortress in that last season, I'd see yeah. no reason why we can't do the same yeah. with this new stadium from day one, Chris. You know, we're at home against Villa. It's you know a team that, you know, newly promoted. Of course, there's always that option of being a banana skin, but I think the Spurs can come out with hopefully a few new signs as well. I think that will really galvanise the crowd. And I, I'm, I'm just saying, please, Pochettino stayed. I'll be honest with you. I know we haven't really spoke about it much, but between that gap of the Champions League final was that 10-day period where there was a bit of uncertainty as to what his future and where it was at. There, let's be honest about I, it, there was. I, I never had any uncertainty about I, Pochettino I, leaving. You know I generally did, Chris. I mean, I don't know about you, Joe. I, I honestly were worrying because... It's just it's his, it's his post-match yeah. comments, Chris. Really. But there's his post-match comments feel like where... He could shut it down sometimes yeah. and he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that suits his agenda at the time. Maybe yeah. it was about, you know, bargaining power. Maybe the Undimbele transfer wouldn't have happened if he came out and committed his future to Tottenham. So... You Listen, can you can tell he's very very happy there. You can tell he's very happy in the job. But he and, wants and, to win stuff, Chris, doesn't and, he? And, and he has a, a fantastic relationship mm. with the chairman Daniel Levy. Uh, you know, I was at a fans forum a few years ago, and their their um, their conversations with one another and the, the way they are with one another. It, it's like two mates. It was it was it was really nice. It was but, really nice to watch. And he doesn't speak to Daniel Levy through press conferences. You know, when, when people exactly. say, oh, what's, he has those conversations in Daniel Levy's office weeks before the end exactly. of the season. But I feel, Jace, he the uses season. the press when it suits him with an agenda. Uh, do you not agree on that? Yeah, I think all managers do, don't they? Uh, and that's that's part of it. But I think the, the, the key conversations between him and Daniel Levy don't take place through the media. And, and I think a lot of the, his words are, are taken out of context. And, uh, and, you know, a lot of the little clips that we see, I, I wouldn't take much notice of it. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, I think it's one of the things we said. You, you see the sound bite this week of, you know, I want to pep and clock control transfers and it, yeah. it doesn't happen. For, and so all the, the haters jump on that. But it doesn't get reported, he said, like Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal. Yeah. And, and those that want to jump on that, well, if he went to Real Madrid, he doesn't control transfers. If yeah. he went to Manchester United, he doesn't control transfers. If he went to Paris, he doesn't control transfers. There's not many clubs where you... 
control the transfers. Only it's Manchester United don't have like a sporting director, isn't it? Within the Premier League they, these days, it is completely standard. So uh, I think that is. I, I'll agree that that one's a bit of a, a mountain out of a molehill situation. But, but the, the haters can jump on that headline and think, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, "There you go. Look, he's, he's fed up with Daniel. Look, it doesn't. He didn't say that actually at all. No. So do you think the Dumbele deal, you know, does kind of end doubts any that like someone like yourself, Ricky, it's have, have one future? man? Honestly, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. He's delivered his number one summer target, mm-hmm. and I think there was a lot of you know a lot of clubs in for him. Yeah. You know, he came to the training ground. He saw the stadium, as Chris mentioned. This is a, a massive, massive move for Tottenham. But all we just keep on saying is we don't want to get too carried away because there's still a long way for the window to go. We now just want to see that as the benchmarker to go and now bring players in and around him that are as hopefully as good as him to really push Tottenham on. We all want to see Spurs now compete for trophies. We sat in, me and Chris. I think we did the show Crystal Palace after the cup exit. We were devastated, yeah. devastated yeah. by how we went out the cup, and mm. we all sat there. And said, look, as much as we love seeing Spurs in the Champions League, we want to see them win cups. We want to see this team go on and win trophies. And I think now it's come to a point, especially with the manager, where he must want to win trophies. This team want to win trophies. You said very That is a big thing for me. And I know a lot of Tottenham fans I speak to. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, but, um, you know, playing in the Champions League and all of that. You know, we would take FA Cups. We would take League Cups. Yeah. And, you know, for... You know, 1991. You know, always great to me that that stat of 1991 since we last won the FA Cup. 2008 since we last won the League Cup. It's Mm. too long. And we've had some great teams along the way the last few years. Well, the season I look at, you know, the Wanyama Dembele midfield combination Mm. on Walker and Rose. How that team didn't win something at the time was gutting. So this has now got to be, I say, he says it himself, a new project. He's now bringing players in with a view to come into Spurs to win the Champions League, to change for the Premier League, and that's all you can ask. But you need a squad. To do that, don't you? You know that that's that's the thing that you've you felt cost, you know, over the last couple of seasons that we, we've sat here and you, you've had to almost make a decision of what we're going for here. You know, are we going for top four or are we kind of compromising one or the other? But, I think but, I think as well. The other thing that I think will will show if he's really changed is if Le, Le Celso happens, because I think Ndombele was 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 almost an obvious target. We had a genuine need with Moussa Dembele going, he was highly rated. Let's be fair about it, how many people had really mentioned Lo Celso three months ago? We yeah. was all mentioning Ndombele. And at the money that Betis wants, 70-odd million, yeah. when there are genuine <laughs> alternatives like Tebelos and people like that available, if Daniel Levy backs the the sale or the, the purchase of Lo Celso and signs a cheque for 70-odd million, then I think you really can say he's changed his mind. Because I think the, the old Daniel Levy would look at that and say... Do we really want to spend seventy million there when Tebelov is available? But can I ask you? Do you know million? about? I think I asked you, Jace, at the time. What about Sonny? Do you know Sonny three months before he came to Spurs? You probably did because of the yeah, agent connection. But, but Chris, did you know Sonny? No. no. So I think you know there's players that aren't necessarily on the radar. I mean, the thing with now Twitter and but social Sonny wasn't media in seventy general, million, was he? But but, no, wasn't but most Spurs fans wouldn't didn't never heard of him. No. So, That's the same with Chelsea. Not many people yeah. know him. Always seen his highlight reels at the moment, and he does look similar to Lamella. I'm not going to lie, he, but hopefully he's, he's a lot more injury, <laughs> less injury prone than Lamella is. And I think you're, if you're Daniel Levy, you're looking at it thinking Paris sold the Celso for what 22 million quid mm. or something three months ago, and suddenly he's gone from 22 million quid to 71 mm. million quid in three months. Yeah. So that the old Daniel Levy would definitely not do that deal there's, there's no question the, the Daniel Levy that we know all along would, n- mm. would not sanction that deal if he's changed he'll back him but Daniel Levy's not stupid you know no, no one at Tottenham is stupid in, in the fact that they know that we need to spend money they know what uh, areas we need to improve on certainly Pochettino does and uh, it is now up to us to, to 
you know, go and buy those targets. And you who know, he wants, it, Chris? That's exactly. Exactly. You have to wants. get the players that Maurizio wants. He mm. wants Ndombele. If he wants the Chelsea, I've got to be honest here. Daniel Levy might have to pay a little bit more than the asking price to get the players that he wants. We've seen in the past where we've given managers alternative players to the ones they want. They've mm. ended up walking. I don't think it's going to happen with Maurizio. Don't get me wrong, but. It's clearly, I'd say, a thought-out structure this summer in terms of the players he wants. He's delivered on his first target. There'll be other players as well that he wants. If the Chelsea's the man he wants, you have to go and get him. Yeah, absolutely. Right, guys, we do need to take a break. We've not got long left before the end of the show. I'm just seeing a couple of messages come through. A couple of lads uh, listen in um, Brazil um, want to talk about Danny Alves and some potential links there. Um, look, you, you've sent in a message. Give us a ring instead. 0208 70 We can get you on uh, before the end of the show and talk about some various other transfer stuff as well. Also, of course, maybe one thought as well, playing in the Copper America at the moment. I uh, saw a, a lovely little video of him on uh, Twitter playing at right back, leaving. I can't remember who it was for Oh, for he left dead. Coutinho for dead. Yeah, it was Coutinho, wasn't it? That was very, very nice indeed. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. This is Love Sport. Welcome back. It's the best fan show here on Love Sport Radio. Sorry, it always happens, doesn't it? Um, so, look, kind of any other business, trying to get a couple more calls in before the end of the show, 0208 70 20 558. Yeah, let's wrap up kind of the La Chelsea rumours. I mean, he was... I remember when he came through at PSG. Um, not many come through at PSG because it's kind of, what is it, the Harlem Globetrotters to go out and buy anyone. I was like, who's this La Chelsea? And I realised he's an Argentinian international. He's a, he's a young player and he was, he was playing a hell of a lot. And then I think he was he was basically sold to, to Real Betis, wasn't he, to, to balance the books because of FFP. And then just from there, he's just flourished into this this incredible player. Was it 17 goals last season from midfield? And he's got that release clause, which Real Betis is saying that's the only way he's, he, he's going to leave. Again, you know, I always go back to the Ndombele. Uh, Similar to all that's yeah. what he said about, you know, Ndombele. I think you're right there. Yeah. I, there'll be bargaining power. Listen, towards the end of the window, I mean, we know what it's like. When a when a player wants to leave, and the club know they need to replace him, so is the Celso being open in terms of wanting to to leave? Well, not is, is, that, is that the vibes we're the, getting? The the Betis manager has already stated that you know the funds that come from the Celso will be pushed back into the squad. Yeah. So there's already an acceptance there okay. that the player may look to leave. Right, okay. But obviously at the moment we're only in July, so Betis are well within their rights to demand Sit near tight. that release clause, yeah. and you know they'll keep on going. Can can you see going out and spending another sixty million plus? It would be that would be mega, wouldn't it? The dust off that chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about I that. Need I can't see it. He needs to spend. <laughs> I, I, I can't see it, but at the same time, the links are so strong, and the the the, the noises from Real Batista are so strong in terms of what they want. Then, then, then clearly Spurs they, they know what the deal is. So why would they still be talking to them if there wasn't a, a, a kind of inevitability or, or acceptance that that's how much they'd have to spend? Well, the strange thing was Sky yesterday were reporting that. That, that talks had ended and that they, Tottenham weren't interested and then Ricky's tweeting from his Mexican <laughs> Sunday within a couple of minutes it's, it's an 80% on, done on. deal and I'm thinking huh? I've just seen that come up but but yeah it, it, there's certainly so many uh, strong links and just about every newspaper and media outlet going for it so I think I'd, I'd be surprised if Tottenham don't end up signing him but I think it will be in the knowledge that, that players are going out and that you know, mm. some of that money will will be coming in for him. That's for sure. I know there's been obviously the, the one player we haven't really spoke about on the show in the last hour or so has been Alderweireld. Now, what we have to say is that this release course doesn't come into the last two weeks of the window, so maybe we shouldn't be surprised that there hasn't been much speculation of him. But Chris, would you be surprised if he's here at the start of the no, season? No, not at all. I think uh, obviously him and him and Pochettino had this falling out, um, if you can call it that. Um, I'd be delighted to see him stay. 
I, I really would. I think he's one of the best defenders um, in the Premier League. Um, always have done. And uh, I do hope that he stays. But no, I won't be surprised. But don't pay him what he wants, Jase. Well, you don't know what he wants. If he's asking for 400 lots, grand a week on lots. a 10-year deal, then you don't pay him whatever he wants, do you? If he wants 60 grand a week more than Van Dyke, you don't give him it. I think he'll be here, you know. I've got a same thing. I think he'll be here. It's got to come to a head, hasn't he it, is. at some point. No, it's yeah. got to. I genuinely oh, hope... I, I mean, know you for, want to be here, yeah. For the 25... I, I said last year, if we could have got 65 million, I'd have let him go. But yeah. at 25 million, I'd, I'd sincerely hope he stays. Because, mm. like Chris, I think he's a top-class defender. I just don't think he's a world-class defender. My worry is, though, you know, in that last two weeks, if we do get a bid, have we got enough time to then go and get a replacement? That's my worry. And kind of, are we left short in that area if we do sell him? Well, this is why we need to do business uh, sooner rather than later. So would you buy another defender in, even with the, even the foresight that you might not let Toby go? Would you go and spend the money on like an Aki? Yeah, but I think we need to spend uh, money in different areas first. I don't think so, Tottenham so, will so, get... Th- this is what I'm saying. We need, we need a number of players to mm. come in. I don't think Tottenham will get caught out by a, a late bid. I think they will know now if there's going to be a bid coming at the end of July. Toby's representatives and that. Do you know? But you sure that can it, yeah. yeah, clubs, I don't clubs think it can know. be. I don't think clubs know. But if an eleven hour bid comes in, he's got to go because they match the release clause. I mean, nobody's bid for Ericsson, but don't you think the club knows no, there's but, a bid coming? But the difference for Eric, the difference with Alderweireld is that in those last two weeks, if a bid comes in that matches that release clause, he can go. He can do, yeah. But I think so. Tottenham, what the Spurs are in that situation where if he can go, then we have to then should look to get a replacement. No, what what I'm saying is, I think Tottenham will know now if there is a 25 bid that's going to come in for him uh, in two weeks' and time. I, and I think him, Daniel Levy, and Pochettino would have had the conversation yep. of, "Are you staying?" And a gentleman's handshake of saying yes. Does that mean anything in football, though, Chris? I think so. Yeah. Do you reckon? Do you not think it's absolutely crazy that you know I'm sat here as a, as a Leicester fan? batting off bids from the Manchester clubs at 80 million quid for Maguire yeah, yeah. for Harry Maguire and there's the doubt of error here available and mm. everyone knows it at 25 million quid but we do know it's the last two weeks where that release clause comes in that's yeah. why for me I'm not getting too confident or cocky at the moment I do yeah. think he'll be here but you can't say for sure in those last two weeks if a bid comes in yeah. there's nothing Spurs can't do anything about it Jess. they have to accept I can't, it I can't see why no, nobody but... would, would not be interested at that deal that it's, is that's an absolute bargain for it's, anyone it's like I say Rick, if there's a club that wants to pay the 25 million in mm. two weeks time they already know that that club wants to pay the why, 20. Why are, so sure they, why are you so sure they know now? It I mean, won't it, just come it, out of the blue. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. A, a but at club, the same time, you can't completely bank on it, can you? Uh, no, but a club will have already spoke to Toby's representatives and say, we know this player's available for 25 million and we intend to hit the 25 million clause on the first date it becomes available. They don't have to make it on the 3rd of June. The inquiries mm. would have certainly been there, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, it just it just worries me, the fact that, because it's those last two weeks and it would be so typical Spurs that we're probably going to get players in in other areas and then you go and lose out of it would be such a, it'd be but, such a kick in but, the stomach. But, to but take. when someone like him can see that we're now spending £60 million pound on a player... I hope, Chris, I hope he does see that and wants to stay, of course. Exactly. Yeah, I hope he does. But, I mean, has that convinced Ericsson? Well, you never know. A different situation? We, we, we don't know that. We do don't it? know. Right, word on one fourth. There we uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left before the end of the show. It's been a uh, starring for Argentina in the, in the in the Copa America playing at right back. We're talking earlier about um, the fullback situation with regard to saying it was who you um, <laughs> want least um, to be starting at right back with Sergio and Kieran Trippier at times last season. He's been doing the job for, for Argentina. Could he be the answer? You're still going to say no, aren't you? And just completely just kill that. I, I don't. <laughs> think, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll I do love a pacey fullback, and to be fair to for if he made some great runs towards the end of the season, you know, centre back wise. But I mean, for me, I think uh, Jace, I think Chris said it earlier that we haven't never really going to win and replaced Walker. You know, oh, don't get me wrong, Walker at times, and he had a mistake, but that blistering pace. I mean, yeah. we were fantastic. The season we had Danny Rose left back, Walker the other side. Teams just Brilliant. could not live with that pace, and you know. 
Juan Bissaka, I think, was the one that Jace was was wanting the most. But you know, we yeah. knew. I think we knew from early on, Jace, that Spurs just couldn't be able to match the, the fee. Uh, and again, he seemed destined to want to go there, mm. didn't he? So um, my worry about Foyth, I saw the the clip of him oh, sending was... uh, Coutinho up yeah, the river, for... but you know, <laughs> no Spurs fans seem to tweet the fact that Gabriel Jesus' goal with Foyth just standing about five <laughs> yards away, just completely watching him, completely unaware he's there. Like Spurs fans, and I'm thinking, oh, you have to ruin it, Jace. Didn't you? No, it's but... the voice of bloody reason. No, don't don't what, let what, facts get in the way when of, I look a, at Foyth, of a good I think, tweet. Yeah, there's so many mistakes in him, and he just doesn't seem to read the. His, his awareness seems appalling. There's real talent with him yeah, on the he's ball. He's clearly rated by a lot There's of people. real talent, but yeah. he has a hell of a lot to learn yeah. defensively. And yeah. to think of him as our number one right back next year is no. I'd sooner it's Serge Aurier or Kieran Trippier in that I, case. And also, no offence, I think Walker Peters also still needs to. I would put him on a on a loan. I think a yeah. Premier League loan would be best for him. I don't think Walker Peters is ready yet. We need players. I don't need players, Chris. <laughs> don't send any more out. <laughs> and homegrown ones. <laughs> But the thing that matters is, at the moment, that, that is a concern for us, that right-back situation. We haven't been linked to many... I mean, we've been linked to everyone else in the world. We've not been linked to too many decent fullbacks. No. That's what worries me. That is a big concern. It must be the next signing. It must be. Well, well Ricky, <laughs> if you need to get some rumours going, oh, mate. Oh, dear. You need, to, you, need to get that, you need to get that in... I don't know about that. Jace will Jason, kill me. Uh, we've got a few messages in, by the way, from, from people suggesting that Danny Alves, a free transfer, uh, left PSG at the last, end of last season. He could come in for a year, couldn't he, and do a job, still doing the job for, for Brazil. I think he um, objected us, though, Jay, a couple of summers ago, Alves. I think we were... 37 now, you know. Why not? Well, to be fair, Lorenzo was 56, was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, just very quickly before we need to leave uh, this evening it's been an absolute pleasure um, just an update on Andy Murray's game uh, in Wimbledon he's currently playing in the men's doubles uh, with Pierre Hugues-Hébert apologies if I've got his name massively wrong uh, it's into the, the fourth set um, but Murray is currently two sets to one up um, so yeah going well for Murray in his return to Wimbledon this has been the Spurs fan show here on Love Sport Radio Chaps, it's been an absolute pleasure seeing you again and hopefully uh, see you very very soon Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.